0: with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. In this bulletin, Riley calls on federal government to address First Nations deaths in custody and give you and inspectors full access to state prisons. One person reported missing in New South Wales after a car enters flat waters. And Boris Johnson declines running for Tory leadership. rally held over the weekend in Sydney called on the federal government to take action against First Nations' deaths in custody. The protesters also demanded that the United Nations inspectors are granted full access to state prisons. Last year, 16 Indigenous Australians died in custody, which is double the previous state record. Paul Silva is a Donga man and nephew of David Donga Junior, who died in custody in 2015. Speaking at the rally, Mr. Silva demanded the UN a given authorization to inspect prison settings. Deaths in custody has risen since last year. It's almost it's, it's almost doubled at the hands of New South Wales police and corrective officers. The UN inspectors are currently in Australia, and the New South Wales government won't accommodate or allow them to inspect their jails or or police stations. Yeah, that says a lot what the New South Wales government has to hide. Many families, not just my family, but many families since the 1991 Royal Commission and before um, would expect for those guys to come in and actually expect the inhumane treatment that's happening to, to our loved ones. A Western Australian coroner remains concerned and troubled about police use of a physical restraint that has been linked to deaths in custody and is recommending stricter limits to its use. Known as the prone restraint, the face down position is a form of control for police but can be dangerous due to the risk of asphyxiation. The coroner's concerns are expressed as part of the findings of the inquest into the death in custody of Nunga Man Roderick Naria. Mr Naria died after going into cardiac arrest while being restrained face down on his stomach. The inquest found that the prone restraint was not the cause of Frederick Naria's death but recommended better training on its use as it has been linked to at least 10 deaths in custody in Australia. One woman has been reported missing in floodwaters at Golgong in the central tablelands of New South Wales. A car was swept off a causeway and went into the water near Quial Creek north of Maji last night. Three of the four people managed to escape, but the fourth one, a woman in her 20s, disappeared shortly after escaping the car. The search is ongoing. Six other flood rescues happened overnight as the state faces over 140 flood warnings and 15 evacuation orders. And floods continue in New South Wales with further alerts focusing on the Bogan River. The river reached a critical level at Peak Hill on Saturday and is now peaking near Dandaloo, where moderate flooding is already occurring, as well as further downstream at Murdal and Nigan. Steve Cook, New South Wales Minister for Emergency Services, commented on the level of reparation of the state. Uh, We are pre-positioning resources days and days ahead uh, whenever we see that a new risk presents itself in a community across New South Wales. Uh, We have uh, the SES as the combat agency. have got over 550 uh, personnel in the field today. They are well supported by uh, the RFS. Towns in South Australia's mid-north region are bracing for renewed flooding, with the Light and Gilbert rivers at heightened risk of overflowing. A watch-and-act emergency warning has been issued by the State Emergency Service for Stockport, just north of Adelaide. Residents have been urged to leave now if they plan to do so, while sandbags have been made available for Stockport and Tully. A flood advice warning for flood flooding from heavy rain has been issued for other locations, including Berry and Renmark. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says disaster relief and rescue volunteers and personnel on the ground know what they are doing and it is important for people to follow their instructions. He says that includes advice to never attempt to drive through floodwaters. It's a deeply personal thing and no one wants to leave their home. No one wants to do that. But you've got to make choices that are in your best interests, but also in the best interests of those emergency services who might be called to come and rescue you. Let's not any of us do anything uh, that might make it more dangerous rather than less. Uh, There's been a lot of rescues, and sadly there has been a loss of life. Two people have passed away, and that is very, very sad. The Bureau of Meteorology warned this Monday morning that severe storms could hit the north of Victoria, including in Echuca and Shepparton, which can cause more flash flooding. Severe weather warnings are also in place for the Mali and Wimmera districts. The United Nations Subcommittee on Prevention of Torture aborted its visit to Australia claiming obstruction. The subcommittee claims its delegation has been prevented from visiting several places where people are detained, experienced difficulties in carrying out a full visit at other locations and was not given all the information and documentation it has requested. The delegation started the 12-day visit on October 16 and was due to work until the 27th of October but decided to suspend its visit as a result of what it calls a clear breach by Australia of its obligations under the Convention against Torture, to which Australia is a party, Ms. Aisha Shojania Muhammad, who heads the four-member delegation, said it is deeply regrettable that the limited understanding of the SPT's mandate and the lack of cooperation stemming from internal disagreements, especially with respect of the state to the states of Queensland and New South Wales, has compelled us to take this drastic measure. Finance Minister Katigalaha says the federal government is ready to respond to structural deficits and rising inflation in its budget announcement this week. $6.5 billion will be redirected from infrastructure projects, a further $3.6 billion from external labour, advertising, travel and legal costs, while $2 billion will be removed from various grants. Some big infrastructure projects are delayed due to workforce and supply troubles. Gallagher told the ABC that labor will prioritize an audit on where funds can be saved and redirected. We've found savings in the order of about uh, $22 billion and that is a mix as you say of um, savings and reprioritising existing funding to go and fund uh, government policies. To look at where infrastructure projects um, stack up and where they don't or where there are some questions about how they would be delivered or whether more work needs to be done, we've taken some of those hard decisions. Boris Johnson has announced he won't be running for the leadership of Britain's Conservative Party. His withdrawal leaves the former Treasury Chief Rishi Sunak as favourite to be the next Prime Minister. Ireland's president has attended the funeral of the youngest victim of a petrol station explosion who has been laid to rest along with her father. Five-year-old Shona Flanagan-Garway and her father Robert were among ten people killed in the blast on October 7. The Irish president, Michael D. Higgins, says the tragedy has shaken the small community of Cresslock to its core. In a small community uh, where the relationships are so close, and where people have intimate knowledge of families and circumstances. It isn't a single person or a family that carries the big lash of a terrible tragedy like this, uh, but it is the whole community. Eight people have died in Kismayo, the capital of the state of Jubaland in Somalia. They died when security forces ended a siege and killed the attackers. The attack started on Sunday with a suicide bombing that killed students and civilians when a car bomb exploded in front of a hotel. Gunmen then forced entry and exchanged fire with security forces. The hotel is a popular meeting place for government officials and some were having lunch with traditional elders when the attack occurred. Security forces from Jubaland eventually broke the siege and killed the the gunmen rescuing hostages the al-qaeda linked al Shabaab militant group has claimed responsibility and to sport red bull formula one driver max verstappen has won the united states grand prix this morning verstappen added a record equaling 13th race victory for the season having already clinched the 2022 drivers world Championship two weeks ago in japan Despite a horror pit stop on lap 35, he regained the lead and finished ahead of Mercedes' Lewis Hamilton, pulled second, while Charles Leclerc of Ferrari completed the podium in third. The win also secured the Formula One Constructors' Championship for Red Bull for the first time since 2013. Verstappen says he, the hard-fought win came on a difficult weekend just one day after Red Bull's founder died aged 73. And now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome, mostly sunny, 31. Perth, a shower or two, easing, 21. Adelaide a shower or two, twenty. Melbourne, showers, 22. Hopper, showers, developing, 14. Albury, Wodonga, cloudy, 21. Canberra, rain increasing, 19. Wollongong, rain, 20 degrees. Sydney, much the same, 22. Newcastle, rain and a possible storm, 23. Brisbane, possible shower, 31. Townsville, mostly sunny, 29. Cairns mostly sunny, 32. Alice Springs, sunny 34, Darwin, partly cloudy 35, and the Torres Strait Islands, sunny day ahead and a top of 34 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.